Hey, Venue 12, welcome back this week. We're so excited to do another podcast with you. And normally this is the week that we would get together and go serve food for students down at the Emporia Gazette, where we would pack bags of food for students in the community to eat on the weekends. Obviously, due to safety restrictions, we are not able to do that together. So um, a backup that we have is to have someone on the podcast and chat with them about the impact they are having on the community through service right now. And we have Megan Allen with us, actually, who has started the Never Too Young movement, who is going full force into that right now, and it's touching a lot of lives in our community. And so welcome, Megan. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and uh, visit about this subject. Uh... Yeah, we, uh, we know Megan a little bit, but not much, because she is Maddie and Kyla's sister. Um, and she reminds me especially of Kyla, which is really funny. But I, And I was saying like before, like I feel like I know her a little bit, but I, I know I really don't. Um, but yeah, could you tell us just really briefly a little bit about who you are and like this stage of life, where you're at right now? Well, I'd say I'm definitely coming out of a really busy, busy season. I was actually, for the last nine months, I was a foster mom, and I was also working uh, full-time as a graphic arts instructor at the Flint Hills Technical College. Um, over spring break, I got the chance to go to the Mexico missions trip with 12th, and that was a really cool experience. Really um, uh, brought me to a really good point to start this ministry, but right before that trip, um, the girls that were in my care as a foster mom ended up moving to a different home. So uh, it kind of left me with the time on my plate to be able to invest in this. And service has always just been something that's really close to my heart. And with the COVID-19 situation, it just leaves so much opportunity for that. Wow. Man, you have already said so many great things. I wish we had an hour to talk, but we only have 20. So I'm not going to engage on all the things <laughs> I want to ask you about there. Um, but I do want to kind of hear about the heart behind Never Too Young. Can you just briefly explain what it is, what its mission is, and kind of how it began? Um, oh, yeah. So Never Too Young was an idea that I had back in January. At, it was just the very inkling of an idea, basically. Um, but just with the concept of so many times we tend to put limitations on what we feel like we're capable of because of our age or experience. And the idea behind Never Too Young was to have a ministry that young people find opportunities to serve in ways that we give God the limit and don't worry about the typical limits we would put on that. So going to that Mexico mission trip, at that point in time, it was just the idea in my head. Uh, I had bought screen printing equipment. I wanted to use that uh, equipment to make products that if I was able to make money could go back into a ministry. Um, but I didn't have the team. I didn't really have any idea what that would look like. And coming back from the missions trip to Mexico, we actually had a group of us that had been doing things together as in the form of the worship services and different projects on the missions trip. And we were all in the same boat coming back where, okay, classes are canceled or moved online. We have free time, but we can't go anywhere or do anything. What is a way that we can put this energy that we've gotten from the missions trip and serving and refocusing on Christ and put that into play? Because we're coming back to a society that seems very much like the one we were serving in Mexico. Um, and I guess ultimately what we're kind of talking about as far as our goal with Never Too Young is it's a ministry that identifies needs in our communities and in ourselves and meets those needs with Christ. 
That's awesome. You mentioned the Mexico trip, and I wish we could engage on that for a lot longer, but it just seems like everyone who goes on those trips down to serve with United in Christ comes back like wanting to serve even more and even more energized. And having done it, I totally mm, get it. Yes. You catch the bug, and it's like, ah, I just want my whole life to be service, which is the heart that God gives us. So like, that's, that's so cool. Um, well, Megan clearly has a heart to serve, and it's clearly a lifestyle for her. It's not something that she does once a week to check off a list. It's something um, that has come out of following Jesus and this heart that he's given her. So we're going to ask her a few questions um, and just see if you have really good answers. Oh, so boy. You're a teacher, <laughs> so here comes the quiz. No, not really. These are really simple questions. Um, but first off, service so often acts as a catalyst to our faith. And catalyst meaning it's something that solidifies or helps it to grow or really um, mm. explodes, like miracle grow for your faith, right? That's what <laughs> service often is. So how, Megan, have you found that to be true in your life? Like, do you find that the more you serve, I mean, you said on the mission trip, it made you want to serve more. Right. So yeah, just tell us more about that. Well, I think there's so much to that because the more you serve, I think just the more motivation you have to continue serving and to follow the Lord. But I also think kind of on that same track, it's so easy for us to fall into a mindset of serving for the wrong reasons. And I know that was a good portion of my growing up life. I wanted to serve. I loved serving, but I was doing it more for recognition and to see those numbers and have an accomplishment that I could point back to. But I think true service and effective service that really grows our faith and ends up embodying who Christ is to us is that service that comes from an outflowing of Christ in us. So as we fill up with Christ in our, uh, in those different ways that we can do that, he fills us up and we can pour out to those around us. And when the motivation comes from uh, just serving Christ as a living sacrifice and being his body on earth, being the ambassadors for Christ, like the Bible calls us to, that's what that's when service really becomes fulfilling and just contagious and uh, almost, I'm, I feel like I'm almost an adrenaline junkie when it comes to service. It's mm -hmm. like, I want to take on so much. It's like, yeah. where can I cut out the time to keep doing this? Yep. Yeah, I know how you feel. And it's so true. If we serve with the wrong intentions, it does feel like a chore. It feels like a drag or a checklist. But you're right. When we serve out of that overflow of Christ's love in our hearts, man, it is like a drug. It's like you want to keep doing it. Um, that's actually a perfect transition into our next question because I wanted to talk really briefly just about the disciples' rhythm, which we've talked about in youth group and Garen's talked about on stage, but basically this idea that there's a rhythm that Jesus followed in his life and that he calls us to follow it too. And it starts with um, time with the Father mm -hmm. and it moves into community with other believers and it culminates with service out in the community. And so that's exactly what we just talked about. It's got to start with Christ. It's got to overflow into other parts of our lives and it will come out as... Um, as selfless service. But I mean, you obviously see that to be true. You Can you speak into that for a second? Oh, I think that's so true. Uh, if you don't fill up with Christ, how are you going to flow out? And I think I've often thought about it kind of like as if we were a watering can. If we are trying to pour out with service and we're just empty, we're not going to see any fruit from that whatsoever. So we have to go to the Father and spend time sitting at his feet in the word, in prayer, and just fill up with that living water. And as we're getting filled up with him, we're just going to splatter around everywhere we go. And before we know it, we're going to see that growth and uh, the fruit of those that labor and that service. And it's just something that's incredible 
to see. And ironically, I think a lot of effective service comes from a heart position of resting in Christ and realizing that it's not that we're working towards salvation in any way. It's just as as we follow him and as he fills us up, it just happens. You can't hold it in. And uh, we should be able to see that in our lives. And as far as the community engagement part of that, I think that's huge too, because it's so easy to say, oh, well, Christianity is just getting to know the Father. Well, you're just going to become stagnant if you don't have any way to spill out. And by being a part of our communities, we will see those needs around us and we'll be aware of the ways that we can serve. And I think the Lord will open our eyes to that as we get closer to his heart as well. Yeah, stagnant Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's the word I was thinking of when our faith just becomes about us and and even about, you know, talking about him. It's like, how many times do I go to Bible study? Uh, Well, it doesn't matter if I'm not living it and taking the next step. So I'm really glad you said that. That's so excellent. Um, Something else I wanted to mention to you was the fact that statistically, students are leaving the church quicker than ever. um, And at the same time, students are also serving less than they ever have in the past. And I have my own thoughts, but I just wanted to hear what you think about that. Could there be a correlation between students dropping out and also not serving? Oh, I think so. Um, Kind of just thinking, we talked about that word stagnant. And if we have that watering can that's full of living water, but it doesn't spill anywhere, what's going to happen to it? I mean, that's exact. It's going to be stagnant. It's going to rot. You're going to lose that motivation and that desire for more if you don't have a way to pour out. And I think if you're close to the Lord's heart, you can't help but want to serve. Because if you look through the Bible at Jesus' life, he had compassion as he was walking among people. He visited the sick. He fed the hungry. I think that should be something that as we go closer to his heart, that's on our heart too. And if students are leaving the church, I know when I went through a phase as a student that I got to that point of, if I'm going to be a Christian, it's got to be the real thing. I'm not going to have a fake faith just to hide behind. And it was at that point that I really started uh, looking into what that means to me personally. And um, when you seek Christ on an individual level and pursue his heart, faith becomes so much more real and you experience uh, just a different aspect of Christianity. I think by serving, it pulls us away from going through the motions and helps us to realize what we're really in it for. Yeah, absolutely. I know that we are not interested in anything religious or like earning anything. Um, It really is about following the way of Jesus and looking at the way he lived. And I know that a question I get a lot from students You know, they're walking the walk. Maybe they grew up in the church and their question is like, is this all there is? Like, I'm kind of tired of youth group and life group. And like, I feel like I've hit the ceiling on my Christianness. So like, what's next? (laughs) And you're absolutely right. Like spilling over, splattering over, like you said, is the next thing. So can we get that trending? Can we like hashtag splatter? Right. I love that. Hashtag splatter. (laughs) That'll be an attention getter for sure. But that is so true because when we have that relationship with Christ, there should never be a cap out point. Like there should always be a deeper level that we can go. And I really don't feel like students would ever walk away from the faith if they knew the potential that Christ has for us in Christianity. Oh my gosh. One thing about this generation is they are so, what's the word? They see a cause and they want to jump in with it. Right. They they are very justice motivated. So like 
oh, there's a cause, there's, there's something I can jump in and have an immediate effect on, yes, I'm in. And if more students saw their faith that way, oh, yeah. uh, I think retention would be a lot higher for sure. Um, okay, so tell us about a few ways. You know, you've mentioned Never Too Young, but outside of that, like these students are a part of a Never Too Young movement. They are um, just living their lives. So like, tell us in your life, what are just some practical everyday ways that you have been able to serve God and just like what those experiences have been like for you? Well, honestly, I think some of my favorite ways to serve are ways that most people wouldn't think of as service. Uh, like I mentioned, the last nine months, I was a foster parent. And while I was doing that, I mean, obviously, that's a form of service in itself. But while I was doing that, I didn't really have a lot of time to reach out and do any other sort of service opportunities. So to me, a big thing for service was when you go to the grocery store, smile at people. I mean, that sounds really simple, but it's sometimes rare to see a joyful person. Uh, we're all super busy, but taking that time to realize that the people around us are more important than our busy schedules and just slowing down to notice the people around us. There's been times I've been at the store and there's an older lady getting into her car. I can help her with those groceries or I can put the cart back for her. Uh, just little things, a huge part of service, I think, is just having our eyes open to the little things around us. Um, sometimes it might just be calling a friend that can't get out. Um sending a message to a friend that maybe struggles with uh, depression or anxiety. There's so many different little ways that we often don't think of that anybody can do to serve and that make a huge difference. Yeah, just making service a lifestyle and not something that we sign up for on the weekends. But like you said, taking that attitude everywhere to the parking lot at Aldi, to friends who struggle with mental, mental stuff like Anywhere. Yeah. How can I serve in this situation? That's so good. I think if we we have that heart and we pray in that way, the Lord opens our eyes to so many more needs around us. Right. Yeah. It's so easy to think, well, I can't serve. There's no way to do that. There's ways everywhere. We just have to have our eyes open. Yeah, totally. And when, like you said, yeah, when we're willing to look, God shows us. So a lot of it actually depends on our heart attitude and where we start with. Because if you wake up like, well, I can't do anything. Well, then no, you're not going to be used. But man, if you wake up and you have your eyes open to like where the needs are, then totally you're going to be used for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you about was ways that you think students can jump in right now and minister because they are currently sitting at home doing school for a few hours, but largely, I mean, <laughs> some have jobs, but a lot of these students who are listening, you know, have a lot of free time. So there's... Netflix, there's like some Zoom stuff they're probably doing, but a lot of their time is free. Um, So what are some ways they can just minister during this time? And, you know, before we talked about this new thing that Never Young is starting with masks. And so if you want to talk about it here, I think you could, but I don't know. What do you want to, you can go wherever you want with this question. Well, I know we're going to talk near the end about some specific ways that students can get involved. And I think, yeah, the mask making thing, maybe we can jump into that a little more later. Sure. but I do feel like there's things that we can all be doing now. Again, it goes back to having our eyes open because there's always opportunities. Um, yeah, I think there's things going on now where people can write letters to those in nursing homes, aren't there? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that would be a, a really great opportunity because those nursing homes are completely closed off right now to where nobody can come visit people. Uh, Again, it maybe doesn't sound like a huge thing, but to bring a smile to somebody's face, I feel like is always worth it. 
And if it's maybe sending somebody a message, uh, really reaching out. We've talked in our Never Too Young group about the needs we see in our community right now. And just like, I feel like there's three key needs. You have physical needs, mental needs, and emotional needs. And I mean, with our meal delivery service to the community, that's one way that we're trying to reach physical needs. I think making the masks as a a community project is something that's along that route too. But emotional needs and mental needs are so huge. I mean, spiritual, uh, we could definitely make an argument for that right now. But there's so many things we can be doing. We have social media, like you said, Zoom. Um, It might be taking the initiative to reach out to a friend or somebody who's struggling in our lives yeah, so there's a few things that we're going to talk about later, like specific ways, but what I heard you say once again was just once again waking up and expecting to be used by God and looking for ways to do it, and it's going to it's gonna happen. So, even when we're stuck at home. <laughs> right, even when we wake up and we stay at home all day. Um, I wanted to read a verse and then ask you something in light of it, but, but if you have your Bibles at home, James 2, 14 through 17. Mm-hmm is where I want to read. So let me read this really quick and then we'll talk about it. But James 2.14 starts like this. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a nice day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless. So in light of that verse, Megan, um, is it possible to serve or is it possible to love God there? Is it possible to love God without serving him or like having our eyes open to the needs around us? Oh, that's a hard question because I've seen people live this out so differently. Because I don't know it. So that's why you're here. (laughs) For me, I would say absolutely not. Like, if we have the heart of Christ, if we have a true love for Christ, we can't help again, but spill out on those around us. And if we look at the heart of Christ, it's a heart of compassion. Christ was the ultimate void filler, uh, desert waterer, sickness healer, feeder of the hungry. Uh, when he was here on earth, he didn't just stand and talk to people about God and faith. He went and he reached people right where they were at and touched their lives in a personal physical way. And I think as we draw close to his heart, we just can't help but have a heart for those around us. And I think if we don't have a heart for those that are around us, we have to question if our faith is even real. Um, Because I really feel like as we draw near to God and know his word and seek him in prayer, he's going to show us those needs and give us a heart of compassion. I think you're spot on. Uh, I know in 1 John it says, and I wish I knew the exact reference, Caleb, you're going to laugh because we both know that I can't name exactly where stuff is sometimes. But in 1 John it talks about if you don't have love for your brother, then how could you possibly have love for God? And that's exactly what you just said. So having a heart for others and looking for ways to serve is fruit and proof that God's love is inside you, essentially. So yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, well done. You answered all of our questions. You pass perfectly. So that's really great. Um, just wanted to close kind of by saying once again, that service matters to God. And, and I feel like sometimes we have this view of like, um, okay, I've, I've become a believer. And so now I'm like enlisted in this army and I like have to work for Mm -hmm. God. And that's not what it is. God calls us to serve, not because he needs us. He can do anything. He doesn't need us to do his work for him, but 
um, he calls us to serve because that's where he knows that faith becomes real for us. And we talked about it just like with that Mexico mission trip thing. If you've ever been on, especially like a United in Christ mission trip down in Los Fresnos, like you know you go down there and you work hard and you sweat and you don't get a lot of sleep <laughs> and you might get stung by a scorpion. So like you should come back like hot and sweaty and tired and like not happy. But for some reason, you're always filled with this joy. Yes. And with a hunger to serve even more, which like defies human comprehension. So you know it's the spirit of God. Um, but it's just like, man, the more we serve God, the more our heart is ignited. And he knows that. And so that's why he commands us to do that. So this week, um, we are encouraging you guys to look for ways to serve somebody. We've already talked a lot about that. We're not going to go into it more. But man, wake up every day with eyes looking for needs in the community and ways that you can serve and just start with something small. You don't have to start another Never Too Young movement. You can do something small and just see what God does with it. That's all he asks. Um, he asks for the faith of a mustard seed. He asks that we start small and he will grow it if he wants to. So that's what we have for you there. Announcement, hey, next week, which would be um, April 22nd, instead of having a Zoom huddle meeting, we're not gonna have those, but we actually want you to look for a way to serve in your community or to bless somebody. So take that time that you would have been on your Zoom call and do something else. Um, we're asking you to maybe go on a prayer walk in your neighborhood, maybe host like a bonfire in your neighborhood where you keep safe distance but make connections with your neighbors. Um, you can make a meal for a family who needs it and you can get in contact with our church. You can text me or ask me about that if you need someone to give a meal to. Um, or like we said, even just keep your eyes open and see what God puts before you. But instead of meeting in huddles via Zoom next week, which is the 22nd of April, we're going to ask you to use that time to serve in some way. And maybe leading up to that, that involves some time alone with God and just like listening, saying, God, what do you have for me? And then just listening and seeing what he has. Maybe it won't be apparent right at the beginning. Um, wanted to close with another good verse. Matthew 20, 28. Um, says that just as the Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve um, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And guys, I just want that to be our heart this week, and I want that to be um, our attitude. And so as we close, like we said, Megan has just another way that we can do that. So Megan, lay the newest thing on us that Never Too Young is doing. <laughs> well, uh, one of my newest endeavors. Uh, I, I'm assuming most of you guys know Genevieve. She's been helping me cut out fabric to sew these masks for people because the CDC has recently put out a guideline that everybody should wear masks when they go out in public. And when I even just randomly put this out on Facebook that I had masks being made, I was overwhelmed with people that um, had a need for these. So Genevieve and I and the rest of our team came up with this idea to launch a project we're calling the Mask Marathon. And our goal is to make 1,000 masks in 21 days, which sounds a little bit crazy. It is impossible with just two people to do that. So we really need your help in making this happen. And what we're hoping to do is to provide the supplies and materials needed. And then we'll have people, there's an opportunity. It doesn't matter if you know how to sew. Uh, you, if you can use scissors at a kindergarten level, then you can help. And whether you are at that level or you think you could tackle sewing, uh, there's a way to jump in there and make this happen. And we're hoping to donate them to the hospitals uh, locally and potentially across the nation who need these. We're just going to kind of see how big that gets and how far God wants to take it. And it just depends on how many of you are 
uh, bored at home and needing something to do, uh, again, follow the Lord's leading and where he's guiding. I love some of those ideas that you laid out there, Jordan. Uh, those are fantastic ideas. And again, there's just always great ways to get involved. So if you want to know more about our mask marathon, there's more information coming soon. And I would love it if you guys would check out our Facebook page, uh, Never Too Young 412. The 412 comes from uh, 2 Timothy 412, which is uh, let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believers. And I feel like talking to each of you, none of you are ever too young to do something for Christ either. So don't ever think that that should be something to hold you back from uh, just sold out service to Christ. Awesome. So with this whole mass thing, you're just starting mm -hmm. small and you're just seeing what God does with it, which is what he wants us to do. So that's amazing. Um, the very last thing I wanted to ask you, you are wearing Never Too Young gear. I have seen Never Too Young merch around. <laughs> Can students like purchase some Never Too Young gear if they want some or how do they do that? I want to say yes. Uh, I'm still working on getting an order form, but what we have, these shirts, they, we're actually trying to start a hashtag. So I would love it if people would start to use this, Okay. but the hashtag is uh, COVID-19 can't. And the idea is to post Ooh, uplifting posts of things in Christ that, so that COVID can't take from us. There we go. And uh, to use that, but that's on the shirts, COVID-19 can't. And what the one I'm wearing is steal my hope. And we're going to have COVID-19 can't steal my hope, peace and rest. And wow. yours truly, Maddie, designed the backs with really intense artwork. So That's I'm excited awesome. when we offer those. I think they'll be like 15 bucks each. But the idea is to wear these and just wear them to the grocery store. Obviously, people can't wear them if you're stuck at home. So maybe, you know, but uh, wear them to the grocery store. Maybe it'll start a conversation and you can make a statement that you're not letting the situation hold you back. But hopefully those will be available through our Facebook page in yeah. some way or another sooner or later. Cool. So add them on the Facebook page or go go follow their page if you want more info on that too. That's good. So, okay, we are at the 26-minute mark. Um, I wish we had more time that you could just tell Kyla and Maddie's stories because I need more of those. But um, we will save that for another time. But Maddie, you're not Maddie. You are Megan. Uh, <laughs> Megan, thank you so much for being with us. This has been so good just to hear what God's doing in your life and to hear you kind of lay out that vision for our students too. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here. This is definitely a topic that's close to my heart. Cool. Okay, guys, you have been sent to serve. So um, we are in this with you. We are serving too. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to walk in the way of Jesus just like you guys. So be well this week. Be safe. And uh, you are sent to go serve. See and you, you are never too young. And you are never too young. <laughs>